We wish that absolutely for you on this uh, Saturday morning in the new year, 2023. New year, gosh, it's a week already. Are you still um, 2022? No. Excellent. You know, I, that's crazy. I think I've only done it once. Have you 2022? Uh, a couple times. A couple times, but it's for whatever reason, the transition's been pretty easy. Maybe it's because, just a theory, 2022, what was the right word? Oh, yeah, sucked. Mm. Maybe. Did, indeed. And now the 2023, ooh, this is lovely. <laughs> Maybe. Something new, something lovely. Uh, speaking of lovely, the stock market yesterday. <sighs> lovely. Lovely. <laughs> it was indeed. We'll talk about that here in a bit. But before we get too far along, and I forget me P's and Q's here, welcome to More Than Money. Mm-hmm. You've got Gene Dickinson. You have your host, Alyssa Young. Good morning. Uh, yeah, when she says good morning, I think it's morning. Uh, yeah, she was partying hard last night uh, <laughs> with her with her posse. Mm-hmm. Everybody says posse. Do they? <clears throat> Everybody that's watching films from 30 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys were out having fun last night, so we'll hear about that here momentarily because uh, Diane, if that is her real name, was along for the mm-hmm. dragged into this uh, morass of... Uh, <laughs> hedonism and out oh of controlness um or just good yeah that's not or, how I or just good, good plain fun yes. it, it could be that too it could be <laughs> let's not get too judgmental so You're just uh, if you i am a little <laughs> i am a little well maybe more than a little <laughs> sounds like it fantastic we'll hear about it here in a second so uh if you are a loyal listener you know how this works we're going to give you three different ways to join our show, and it's because of you that we lay claim uh, with no reservations whatsoever to being the most relevant financial show on radio and television today because you are at the heart of our show. You keep us relevant. You are the ones that keep us on the track of what's most important uh, to our audience at this moment in time. And since we are willing, sometimes... um, reluctantly to get up early on a Saturday morning after being out the night before, because we are willing to get up that early on a Saturday morning, we're live. So all those other shows that are putting their shows in the can, it's actually kind of appropriate because that's basically where those shows belong in the can, in the can. They're already outdated. Not unlike uh, so many financial books today. There are so many financial books that are being published as we speak right this moment. You're getting that fresh off the press. They're 18 to two, uh, 18 months to two years old. They're already out of date. Lots of financial journals have gone by the wayside because by the time they are published, they are three, four, five months uh, out of date. And out of date means inappropriate. Out of date means inaccurate which is why so many folks who call us say, hey, I read on the internet that the IRA contribution limit was raised to $2,000. <laughs> you might want to check the date on that internet posting from before there was an internet. So the most relevant show means that you are most involved. You are most engaged. We are answering your questions to the greatest of our abilities. My 780 years and Alyssa's slightly less, all available to you. <laughs> Phone calls, 610-720-7900, 610-720-7900. You talk to uh, Dawn's uh, 
son, uh, young Johnny over there, and uh, then you talk to us. How's Don doing, by the way? Excellent. Hmm. Uh, John's mom is just beyond sweet. Beyond sweet. Uh, I'm a little prejudiced, though, because uh, I always get hugged. <laughs> <laughs> I really appreciate that. Oh, a good hug. It really does change your day. Oh. So keep keep that in mind as you're kind of walking around going, hey, hi. Ah, come on, bring it in. Give them a little hug. Give folks hugs. It's very important stuff. Hmm. 610-720-7900. You may send us emails. They work very, very well. Alyssa's multitasking all the time. So emails and reviewing and answering, drinking, guzzling stuff. It's easy. <laughs> Alyssa, A-L-Y-S-S-A. At askmtm.com. You can send those to me as well, Gene, G E N E, at askmtm.com. And if you are further afield or if you would just like a clear or signal, or if you are in, uh, you're in work mode and you're just not anxious to have everybody around you know exactly what's going on with you, all you need to do uh, is go to our website, morethanmoneyonline.com. MoreThanMoneyOnline.com. Hit the uh, Listen Live button. Bright red. Kind of hard to miss. Kind of hard, please. Uh, Technologically developed to appear every Saturday morning around this time. And then disappear around 10 o'clock as we exit stage right. So if you, again, uh, wish to reach us any of these three ways or all of these three ways, 610-720-7900. Alyssa, A-L-Y-S-S-A, at askmtm.com, Gene, G-E-N-E, at askmtm.com, and morethanmoneyonline.com. They all work beautifully. Uh, Happy New Year to everyone. When we were here last, it was New Year's Eve, Mm -hmm. so hopefully everybody had a fun, relaxed, enjoyable, uh, safe New Year's Eve and have started 2023 on a very positive note, so... Um, I know you were a host on New Year's Eve. We were guests. You were hosts. Yes. And everybody was uh, happy, healthy, and safe. Yes. Excellent. All you can ask for. Exactly. And that's a great way to start the new year. Mm -hmm. Happy, healthy, safe. (laughs) We'll take that. Um, We can get through 2023 with those three words in in our rearview mirror. That'd be all right with us. That's right. 610-720-70. 900, we go back to the phones. We talk to Frank. Frank, good morning. Good morning to you. Wow. Uh, hi. <laughs> I think he's the first caller of 2023. Yes, congratulations. <laughs> uh, the special. Oh, that yeah. Is, yeah, there are some. That is awesome. Yeah, special. I'll tell you what, hey, give me a second. Let me park here. That way I could talk to you, you know. Uh, okay. All right, ready. What's your uh, question? My Frank? question is. Uh, I used Uber a lot last year for myself, for taking the wife uh, to work, uh, kids back and forth. Uh, is, I mean, can I somehow, some way? Hello? Um, Frank's question, as um, disjointed as it was, um, thankfully, John got it squared away. He wants to know if he can deduct his Uber rides. And the answer is, in almost every case, in almost 100% certainty, no. Next question. <laughs> yeah, no. there are a lot of folks who are under the impression that getting to and from work is a tax-deductible expense. 
commuting is is explicitly in the tax code not deductible. So it's one of those kinds of things that you would go, but I have to get to work. I get you. Uh, I, I, there may be some valid argument there. Uh, it is an argument you will lose. Yeah. Uh, the IRS has no interest in that whatsoever. If, on the other hand, I can't imagine this would be the case, um, but let's say uh, you're running a small business and you're going client to client using Uber, uh, the answer is yes. Those mm-hmm. would be mm-hmm. deductible. Getting your commute is not a deductible item, but getting from client to client would be. Using Uber to get from client to client, that's a head-scratcher. Using your own car, sure, your own vehicle, of course. And uh, I guess the cleanest, not necessarily cleanest, but simplest way to get a deduction is to use the mileage Mm -hmm. deduction. Right. Which is, do you know what it approximately is? I just... Per mile? Per mile. It's been a long time since. Oh, it's a crazy number. Yeah. Uh, when I first started taking my deductions 780 years ago, if I used the ox cart, I could use two cents ox a cart. mile. But <clears throat> if I added a dry... Okay, forget that. It's uh, And hopefully Diane's listening, although she was out late She might night. still be sleeping. I hope she's still sleeping for her sake. <laughs> Bless her. Uh, it's about sixty-two cents a 60. mile. Yeah, it I, is huge. I remember when it was like thirty-eight. Um, j- just ridiculously high, as well it should be with the price of gas. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, if you have a um, uh, a typical day where you're making uh, four trips between clients, and they're each ten miles a trip, uh, you're going to get uh, about a twenty-five dollar deduction just. For mileage, yeah. just for my per day. I used to track mileage when I was a reporter, and we had to drive our own cars, and we could get reimbursed for part of that. Alyssa likes to throw in the part where she was a reporter. She's very important. She's part of the fourth estate and kept us safe from politics. Mm. Well, not, okay. I kept I kept people informed. Informed, <laughs> kind of like what you do now. Yes, actually, <clears throat> maybe. Now, maybe even more than ever. Six one zero seven two zero seventy nine hundred. Alyssa at askmtm.com. More than money online.com. We have a very special announcement. Oh. Pretty exciting stuff. Yeah, she's grinning. <laughs> she's excited too. Um, Alyssa, as many of you know, has been with us now for years. Most of our advisors have been with us for years. Uh, as of Monday, we will be adding a new advisor to our team. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Weimer is joining us. And um, so he will be with us uh, for uh, as of Monday, like for hours. <laughs> uh, but has um, significant years of experience with uh, his uh, previous firm, uh, certified financial planner, mm-hmm. uh, licensed across the board, um, has... Uh, served many, many people in the Lehigh Valley and beyond uh, over many, many years. So even though he is quite the young man, some would say just a child. (laughs) He's got deep experience, lots of great training, uh, certifications, uh, education, um, but more importantly, a real commitment to serving clients. Mm -hmm. Um, I should say that uh, uh, John is married to a lovely young lady, Sarah, and they have two little boys that 
when we got the Christmas card, Diane said, just, just, yeah, okay, just put it on the refrigerator. Oh, my gosh. They are so cute. They look a lot like their mom. <clears throat> we got to be clear, <laughs> please. I mean, John's got, well, let's, guys, that's what we pray for. You marry a beautiful woman, you want the kids to look like her. <laughs> Don't want look in the mirror and go, oh, looks a lot like my daughter. Hmm. <laughs> Sad, bad. So uh, when you have that opportunity, if you know John, reach out to him right now. Send him an email. Go on LinkedIn, Facebook, wherever you connect with John and Sarah and uh, let them know that you're excited about uh, John joining our team. And of course, when, when somebody joins our team, we'll, we'll pick on Alyssa, for example. Mm-hmm. When Alyssa joined our team, so did Zach. Yes. So did Andrew. So did Juliana. We're we're a family. So there's uh, we're excited. Um, we'll talk uh, about Andrew here in a moment. Hmm. But we're excited about adding um, some young ones to the family hmm. um, because uh, John's youngest son is, uh, gosh, I think s- seven months, eight months young. Um, so uh, great fun. Uh, we're very very excited. Um, in our office, uh, Mark Belsack was particularly excited. He was making <laughs> preparations and plans. And uh, we've got John's uh, location in the office all squared away, so he is surrounded. Uh-huh. He will be uh, immersed. Yes, the poor man. He's going to be <laughs> directly across from me, uh, across from Mark, next to Greg. Right he outside can't... Gene's door. Yeah, we cannot escape. It's uh, it's our training process. We we refer to it as immersive. Uh, we throw you in the deep end, and uh, hopefully you don't flounder a whole lot. Mm-hmm. You get uh, yourself in good shape. Uh, I have uh, complete confidence that John will not only not flounder. I think he's going to teach us a few things. Mm-hmm, I'm sure. Oh, it's going to be great. We are very 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 excited. So again, if you know John and Sarah, please uh, let them know that you heard that they're. John's joining us. We're very, very pleased. Our company continues to grow. For many of you who have been with us from day one, not unlike Aunt Jean, uh, who came in the the first time and there was uh, Diane and Jean and Connie and a golden retriever and a lot of empty space. And now, gosh, um, when we first moved into our building in the Holy Lands between Bethlehem and Nazareth, uh, a third of the building was rented by... um, a dentist and, and a series of dentists, very nice individuals who cared for their clients. And it got to the point where we had to sadly say, you gotta go. Yeah. And then we took over the other third of the building and we've expanded. And now I think we have maybe one more expansion, one more addition that we could comfortably handle. And then the word uncomfortable comes into play. Although uh, Diane, if that is her real name, Sue and Stephanie and their crew up in uh, our uh, northern office up in Scioto. I hope all that's going to you. And, and whatever it is, I hope it's a value because it's uh, mm-hmm. my phone's blown up over here. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, that is smoke. Anyway, um, we've got a little bit of breathing room there. But for all of our clients, we continue to grow. We continue to add really high-quality people to serve you. Just that simple. Um one of my clients this week, very, very kind, about my age, looked at me and says, you're never going to retire, right? <laughs> and I said, that's not up to me. 
<laughs> my choice is I will never retire. But there's uh, the big guy has his own plans. And when I say the big guy, I'm not talking about Joe Biden. <laughs> yeah, my name's not Hunter. <laughs> Please. Um, the big guy has his own plans. So we follow his plans rather to the letter. Mm. Uh, so when my time uh, comes, we've got all these wonderful, wonderful people to care for our clients. And uh, goodness, that's, that's part of the reason why we built this business is to make sure that our clients are well cared for for generations. Um, Alyssa actually has a granddaughter of one of our clients as her client. Mm. Um, so we've, we've spanned three generations so far, and uh, we're looking forward to four and five. And gosh, with uh, uh, young advisors, just children like Alyssa and John, uh, multiple generations, eh, matter of time. <laughs> 610-720-7900, Alyssa at AskMTM.com. Go, go, Gadget. Mm-hmm. Do <laughs> <laughs> you want to tell people why you're just a little, uh, just sleepy? a little <laughs> sleepy this morning? Yeah, well, Diane and I and some friends um, went out last night to see Go, Go, Gadget perform at um, Music Fest Cafe at Steel Stacks. They're a cover band that I've seen many times. Um, but I'll tell you what, last night's show was maybe the best one I've ever seen. Um, it was all new stuff. Uh, it's been a while since I saw them, I guess, because um, I I have not seen that set before. Um, it was a sold-out show. High energy. I think they did two one-hour sets, just nonstop. Um, they, they're so much fun. So dancing and like a, a good crowd and um it's a nice venue uh we had a great time and they're just so impressive they're so talented i was telling Jean before um we started about how i'm impressed how they can mesh songs together mm -hmm. these compilations that they do the way they transition from one song to the next to the next is just amazing like you may not know this but john is a well-trained musician since his youth, or as we used to say, youth, as a young youth, he was a well-trained musician. Mm -hmm. So this idea of being able to 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 mash up songs, he understands that completely. Mm -hmm. I have no idea. He understands it. So when I reference the ability to like taking uh, Forever Young and mash it up with Inagata Devita, John would know how to do that. It's an amazing. He's nodding. Thing. Yes. Okay. So, uh, congratulations to Go Go Gadget, mm. which I was not invited to. But next <laughs> time, I am assured mm. I get to go. Gene likes to dance. Gene is a terrible dancer. He doesn't care. It doesn't Do matter. Doesn't care. So, if you're going, I wish he would stop. Leave the room. <laughs> See ya. Don't let the screen door hit you on the way out. Since I paid my dues, please. Um, but Alyssa's still here. Up. Bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, and mm -hmm. speaking of bushy-tailed, Diane is awake as well. Yes, she is. Assuring us that the mileage rate is 65 and a half cents yes. a mile. Crazy, crazy talk. So if you wish to engage any of us, 610-720-7900. We mentioned that the stock market was up dramatically yesterday. Mm -hmm. The Dow up over 700 points. One of the reasons being suggested, folks, the stock market, just the New York Stock Exchange, and there are multiple exchanges around the world, just the New York Stock Exchange trades 
billions with a B, billions of shares of thousands of companies every day. So in the uh, broadcast that you hear at the end of the evening, and it says, so the reason the market moved today is just the most ridiculously insulting uh, comment that anyone can make that's trying to inform the public. Um, there is no one reason why all stocks move in any direction. So <clears throat> having said that, one of the reasons was that the jobs report for December was good, not great. And you say, and that well, was good news it, for it was the market. Fabulous news for the market. <laughs> and the theory being that that data will be interpreted by the Federal Reserve as being hey, we're moving in the right direction. The economy is organically, automatically on its own moving in the right direction of lowering um, the inflation rate. We may not have to be as aggressive. So the market interpreted that as, as good. The, the job creation was 223, I believe. It's a guesstimate. They're talking about December. It's January 7th, for gosh sakes. I'm not sure they can balance their books, you know, six months later. So yeah, it is a guesstimate. Uh, so 200,000 plus or minus for the longest time we were moving between four and 500,000 positive per month. So the fact that this is much lower but still positive is considered to be kind of the sweet spot, which is why the market for the year 2023 positive territory. <laughs> like I'll, I'll take anything. Yeah. That's just, <laughs> After uh, 2022's annual numbers, we'll hang uh, on to that. Yeah, when you when you have minus numbers in the 20 plus, yeah, ugh. you go. Ugh. Now, uh, really important for me to note. Uh, I I I I I want to put into context uh, that minus 20 plus. Where the market's down, minus 20 plus. Depending on what sector of the market, uh, the answer is, oh yeah. And other sectors in the market were only down 15, 16. <laughs> but overall, if you use minus 20, minus 21, 22 as, as kind of the, the benchmark, it, that's about right. That doesn't mean that's what you did. Mm -mm. And there's a lot of folks out there right now going, oh, I was down 22%. Were you? Or, or do you even know? Uh, the vast majority of our clients were down half of that or less. Some of our clients were in positive territory. Some of our clients are going to end up 2023 in decidedly positive territory because of the type of investments they've chosen, because of the type of investments that working with a financial advisor, they determined fit them. And they may be the kind of investments that, um, please, Lord, just I'm just using this as an example, but if you want to take it as, as a prayer, it, it's okay. Say the market goes up 20% this year. Mm -hmm. Is he listening? To you I think? hope so. Okay. So uh, say the market goes up 20%. The folks who made positive returns in 2022 are likely not to do very well because the kinds of things, CDs, for example, a six-month CD right now is paying roughly what? 4.6%. Uh, yeah. Four, four and a quarter, four and a half percent for six months, guaranteed FDIC insured. If the market goes up 20 and you've made four, some people go, wow, that's, that's really disappointing. Not if you're smart. 
not if you're smart. Uh, our good friend Mark Belsack, I think, expresses this really, really well to all of his clients. If you are making a return higher than you need, you're taking too much risk. Mm. So if you're hiring four and a quarter, no risk, guaranteed, I, that fits me. I think we have stumbled into your solution. You can eliminate all your risk and get the return that you need, if indeed that's the return that you need. That's the key. That's always the key. Always has been the key. What do you need? How do we get you to where you need to be? It's got nothing to do with the stock market. Mm. It's got nothing to do with the bond market. It's got to do with what tools do you need uh, for your financial advisor to employ to get you where you want to be. Not too bad. Huh? Not too bad. Am I supposed to know this song? No. <laughs> this is specifically a song that you claim you do not okay. know. <laughs> oh, I'm getting a musical education. See? This, uh, it's more than money. I'm That's just right. telling you, it's more than money. Uh, this is... Uh, Oh, okay. Little, I do not know this song. Yeah. And Go Go Gadget did not play this song. Oh, well, th- that can change. That can change. We're just going to mention the, the words Iron Butterfly to Go Go Gadget. John, that's, that's like miraculous, man. <laughs> that's, that's incredible. 610-720-7900. Um, be the first rational call of the 2023 year. <laughs> we'll be glad to help. 610-720-7900. Alyssa at AskMTM.com. We'll take your calls, your emails after this on More Than Money. hard to let that one go and that's a song that you're well familiar with so mm-hmm. just trying to give the girl a little education welcome back you got more than money you've got gene dickinson you have Alyssa young we are here to answer your questions we're here to give you some feedback about secure act 2.0 Oof. yeah your head hurts doesn't it yeah. <laughs> yeah it's only 30 pages and that's the summary yeah that's yeah. The it's summary. like you know good luck memorizing all these new numbers oh no no and I think that's the same summary that I looked at, and um, there are already they're already pointing out that some of the dates don't match up. There's some conflicts. Three. People are saying if I'm 72 and 22, but I'm 73 and 23, do I have to? And your head kind of hurts. And then as you go further out, it's 75 in 2033 or four, depending on which part of the act you're actually reading. Uh. So, yeah, there's some real challenges there. And if you've got questions about real challenges about the Secure Act 2.0, Alyssa um, is absolutely an expert uh, and has no hesitation about answering your questions uh, 100%. By the way, this is kind of an interesting publication, the AAIA Journal. Um, Every year they publish a tax planning guide Mm. 
So this is for folks who are doing their prep for last year. So we'll keep that in the radio bag as well. Okay. Yeah, you'll glance at that and see if that is of any value. 610-720-7900. Alyssa at AskMTM.com. Happy New Year for sure. Uh, congratulations to GoGo Gadget for being uh, immensely entertaining to a sold-out crowd that danced their legs off until late into the evening, including our very own Diane, if that is her real name, and Alyssa uh, Young, and several of Alyssa's friends, including some young children from church. Okay. <laughs> um, the super tax email has now been out for three weeks. If you are a tax client of More Than Money's, uh, and you have not yet reviewed your super tax email, or if you're saying, I don't remember getting it, make sure you reach out. Um, you, you can certainly send me that email, gene at askmtm.com, G-E-N-E, but make sure you get yourself on the right track. One of our very good friends, one of our very good friends, uh, very strong supporter of More Than Money, um, has already provided all his documentation. He was first. Wow. Yeah, How did he even get it already? Uh, he's a pretty smart guy. He's got a lot of stuff going on. He's very, very sharp indeed. So uh, 610-720-7900. Jobs created 223 in December. Yesterday was tremendous in the market. And MTM welcomes John Weimer as he and his uh, young family become part of our family. And uh, starting Monday, uh, proud addition as a financial advisor, certified financial planner, and so much more. Um, we've covered a lot of ground. 610-720-7900 is the number Barry called. Barry, good morning. Hey, Gene. What's up? Happy New Year. And to you. I was going to ask, uh, what's your opinion of good old-fashioned U.S. savings bonds and treasury bonds? You know, all our debt's owned by we owe our debt to China. Why don't we buy our old bonds? <laughs> <laughs> Lots of folks do. And, yeah, there's a lot of, uh, of grumbling about the fact that China owns a lot of federal debt. They own no savings bonds. Uh, they own treasuries and, and T-bills, but they own no savings bonds. Uh, U.S. citizens do indeed. Savings bonds are fine, but right now they're lagging. They're not something I would be excited about uh, because you can get a slightly higher rate of interest on a six-month CD, 100% guaranteed. So I wouldn't be too excited about savings bonds until uh, their interest rates rise a bit or if the economy uh, does indeed um, kind of spin lower then a savings bond over many, many years might be useful. And for some folks who used to uh, look to savings bonds to save for college or make gifts, 529 plans have become so much more effective uh, in general in terms of educational funding, tax advantages, et cetera, um, that largely savings bonds are an afterthought, not high on our list of priorities, and I don't think should be high on the list of, of priorities for almost anybody out there. All right. Thank you, Gene. Thank you, my friend. God bless. Let's go to the casino. Ah. <laughs> happy New Year. Happy New Year. Speaking of Happy New Year, uh, we have a young listener. Well, he may not be listening this morning, uh, who is starting 2023 with uh, well-deserved uh, uh, accolades, uh, our very own Andrew Young. Mm. Um, you want to share with folks uh, what the morning call has said? Yeah. Um, the morning call named... My son, Andrew, to their first team um, for the football season. So he was um, 
identified as the first team inside linebacker. So that they what they do, the, the all-area team, is they choose the best players at each position hmm. um, from the entire um, region. Yeah. And Andrew was selected for his, at his position on uh, first for first team honors. So he was really hoping for that, and um, he was happy. So we're proud of him for being recognized. His hard work was recognized. His st- his stats spoke for themselves. I mean, he was right at the top of the list in tackles and sacks for the year. So he earned that. Um, the Le- Lehigh Valley Live hasn't published their all-area team mm. yet. I imagine it's coming any day now. Um, but we were really excited for him that he got recognized by the morning call. So We are excited for him as well. Um, sad that his mother simply isn't proud. If she would just give him a little support. It just <laughs> sad to see that. It's I'm just, proud of him, and he's also driving me crazy. So you know, <laughs> he's doing his job as a 17 year old boy. <laughs> when is his birthday? March 4th. <laughs> I, I knew that because we're we're exactly a week apart. Mm-hmm. And I, he's he's a week older than I am. So um, <laughs> he's a week so older than I. He's uh, let's see, a, a almost 18 year old mm. young man. Uh, strong athlete, uh, great people skills, driving you crazy? Mm-hmm. Sounds Ex- about right. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. Young man, congratulations. Uh, uh, hard work, tremendous amount of hard work. And uh, for those of you who think that, uh, and, and and this was pretty much my generation, uh, the great football players, they walked on the field, they were great when they started. There wasn't a tremendous amount of off-season, off-season training because – once football ended, you either played basketball or you wrestled. Once that ended, you played baseball or track. You did different sports all year round. So it is a different world. And uh, this young man put in a lot of hours in the weight room, a lot of hours working out, a lot of hours uh, making sure his diet was correct, a lot of hours working with team and watching film and coaches. Mm-hmm. Um, hard work really does pay off. I know in this crazy world, it seems like it's the uh, politicians that, that really win. No, they don't. No, they don't. Sick to our stomach? Sure. But mm-hmm. I don't really know that that defines winning. Uh, speaking my... of politicians, apparently we do have a Speaker of the House. Ah, uh, yes. So that, that is a good thing. And speaking of something far more uplifting, um, uh, Damar Hamlin, mm. uh, the young man from the Buffalo Bills, by the reports that we're getting, and I'm only getting bits and pieces, mm-hmm. uh, I think off the ventilator. Yes. Uh, communicating with his family and his team, apparently did a Facebook uh, with the team, FaceTime with the team. Yeah. Uh, Instabook, FaceGram, <laughs> right, uh, with, uh, with the team. And uh, if, if I'm hearing correctly, neurologically, he's intact, he's good. Wow. Um, Amazing. Um, equally amazing is uh, the response. So many people wanted to do something, and he had a uh, foundation page that he helps um, support uh, kids in his community mm-hmm. near Pittsburgh, and it went from a few thousand dollars to six million inside of a week. That's impressive. People want to help. They want to be generous, and they are. Pretty amazing stuff. The, the only piece that I wish would be more highlighted uh, were the folks who actually saved his life. Um, actually, there, one of them has been, um, you know, receiving a lot of accolades. And it turns out that I, I know his 
um, wife's twin sister. <laughs> so one of the people who actually, the man who did CPR, he um, worked for Syracuse University's football team for a long time, and now he works for Buffalo Bills, and he's married to my friend's sister-in-law's twin. Um, but he, there's been a, a story praising him for his efforts, and he's been getting some recognition, which is awesome, because um, he probably saved his life, and he responded, you know, reacted very quickly, and um, that's, you know, that's a, it's a good time to, to thank those people who are always there for us. And Yeah, whether they're doing it uh, with 60,000 people watching or whether they're doing it on the side of the road at 3 o'clock in the morning yeah. with no one watching, uh, Lifesavers, without a doubt, tremendous commitment. Um, gosh, it's, it's, it's one thing to commit to going into a doctor's office and being a healthcare worker on a daily basis. It's another thing to be willing to literally hold somebody's life in your hand mm. on a daily basis. Fantastic. Congratulations to them. And there's going to be a young man who's going to be forever grateful. We continue to pray for him. He's got a long way back. There's no question about it. Um, great medical care. Um, lots of folks are complimenting Cincinnati, both the football team and the hospital and the community for their response. Um, you know what, uh, if you can take Washington, D.C., uh, New York City, and L.A. out of the mix, we have the greatest country with the greatest people. They are just fantastic, um, almost uh, to a human being, literally. Uh, uh, political uh, um, uh, what um, beliefs aside, wonderful, amazing people. Um, Gosh, I can't count the number of my clients um, that we have just simply politically agreed to disagree. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, th and they believe things that I go, that's that's not right. And I believe things that they go, that's not right. And yet we're friends and we respect each other and we work together beautifully. That's but how that, it should be. But, yeah, of course. It is. But that's that's the way it is with 97 percent of America. Mm -hmm. It's the goose. The one percent. The goose. I'll tell you what, you take the internet away, you take their voice away, <laughs> that goes away. 610-720-7900. Um, are you ready for a tough one? Ugh, I guess. Okay. <laughs> uh, this comes from a very, very nice people. They are clients of, okay. of MTMs. Um, she asks how they can help a 92-year-old aunt in Florida in assisted living okay um she's in the beginning stages of dementia mm. um, she gave power of attorney to her niece okay. and sadly the niece is not trustworthy Ugh. Uh, she's widowed childless uh, she has no will uh, no money put aside for funeral expenses very limited income uh, social security and a small pension uh, moved uh, to Florida just three years ago, now almost four years ago, uh, to live near her brother, recently sold her home to move into a, a living, independent living facility. Okay. Um, with, uh, goodness, the challenge of dementia, she also fell. Mm. Uh, and after therapy has been moved into assisted living from the independent side and is now on oxygen as well. Wow. Just ugh, dreadful. 
Um, apparently, this niece um, led this woman to believe that when she bought her Florida home, the niece should be put on the deed. Mm. So we, we already know that uh, <clears throat> half of the proceeds were were lost. Uh-huh. In addition, um, she was named power of attorney so she could pay her bills, quote-unquote, and uh, attempted to have this woman name her name the the niece's son as her beneficiary by taking her to the bank and having her sign forms and she wouldn't do it oh wow um so there's lots of reasons why the person that's currently power of attorney uh is uh, dubious at best Mm -hmm. at best um as it turns out, this uh, niece uh, now is selling her home in Florida, moving to Chicago, and no longer wants to be part of the process. Okay. And this young lady is asking, my husband and I have thought about taking over as power of attorney, having been asked by other relatives, and moving uh, the aunt up here to Pennsylvania. Uh, because of her health, um, recently hospitalized the aunt was with pneumonia, I don't know whether she would even survive the trip. And assisted living costs in our part of Pennsylvania are far higher than in Florida. Mm. Uh, given these circumstances, how can we help somebody that's more than a thousand miles away? Wow. It, yeah. Wow. <sighs> that's tough. Um, what a tough situation. I'm sure they, they feel um, almost helpless it's, and it's heart, it's heartbreaking. Wow. Um, my, I have a question about changing power of attorney if she has dementia. Like, is she even able to sign documents? She has to be able to prove, they have to be able to prove that she's of, like, competent, sound, yeah, competent Com- to make yeah. that decision, right? That's a very, very good point. Uh, in general, the answer is no. Mm. In general, somebody who uh, we would suspect uh, has uh, dementia would be, um, uh, not it, judge incapable of making that choice. Mm-hmm. Um, in general, under those circumstances, the courts would appoint a power of attorney. If this uh, individual, this young lady who's asking the question, were willing, it's almost uh, certain that the courts would appoint her. Okay. Um, because they would prefer a, somebody from the family. Yeah. Um, but that's certainly not given mm-hmm. uh, we actually have a client in our MTM uh, family uh, an attorney who is uh, turned to by many courts locally to act as power of attorney and act as as guardian for people under exactly these sets of circumstances and she's very caring very attentive uh, does her very best uh, to provide the same kind of um, of um, concern, care, compassion, as a family member would. Mm. She's paid for it, of Mm. course, either by the client resources or by the courts. Uh, But bottom line is that it's not as if, if this woman doesn't agree to be power of attorney, and and I will say as, as clearly as I can be, please don't. Please don't do this. Not because... I'm not compassionate for your 
your aunt's situation, uh, it's because I'm very concerned about your situation. Mm. Uh, this has the potential for um, just a grievous outcome. Not necessarily grievous financially as much as emotionally and and physically and and potentially financially. If we if the aunt stays in Florida, there's going to be substantial costs going back and forth. If she comes to Pennsylvania, there's going to be substantial costs. Uh, She apparently has little or no resource. Mm -hmm. So that that falls on somebody's shoulders. Um, uh, a, A real, real challenge. Is, is it likely the challenge is relatively short term? Yeah. Likely. Yeah. Um, but again, um, if the if her aunt is comfortable where she is, the move to Pennsylvania, that's for the convenience of the people here. That's not to her benefit. Right. So uh, having her stay right where she is is likely in her best interest. Right. Um, number one, consult with an attorney, without a doubt, elder law attorney. Uh, elder law, by the way, is just a subspecialty of, of estate planning. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you don't know an attorney that you trust, we can certainly get you a referral. Uh, but make sure that you understand both your aunt's rights and obligations. Uh, if you decide to become power of attorney, what you have to understand what your responsibilities are and, and rights as well. Uh, and are there issues with uh, the young lady who's been apparently taking advantage? Are there issues there? Uh, an attorney would be the right person to answer those questions. It's a dreadful situation. It's dreadful. And you can tell from, and, and, and by the way, I, I, I tried to be um, sensitive to some of the comments made because her heart is breaking. Yeah. Um, so, um, Goodness, our heart goes out to you. We we keep you in our prayers as well as your aunt. Um, yeah, and your cousin. Is... Make sure that you're working with an attorney you trust. Six one zero seven two zero seventy nine hundred. We go to the phones. We talk to John. John, good morning. Good morning. Uh, my question uh, this morning is along the lines of what you were just speaking of, and. And my wife and I are in our 70s and, and uh, planning for the inevitable. And uh, we think we have things in order with a will and uh, living will and power of attorneys. But the one thing that's confusing is uh, apparently in the state of Pennsylvania, you can't do a transfer on death of, of a deed of a house. You have to go through p- probate. Mm-hmm. Does it make is, is that is that a fact? And does is there any way to avoid that? And what what is probate? <laughs> um, fair question. There are a lot of folks who have heard the word probate forever, and and they don't understand what it is. Uh, probate is 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 simply the process of uh, registering uh, the will for the decedent uh, at the courthouse, having it certified as the appropriate will and then empowering the executor uh, to carry out the instructions of the will. So it is not a dreadful process, doesn't need to be a dreadful process, um, uh, but it is the, the, the legal mechanism by which uh, a, the will of a decedent is proved to be the appropriate and correct will and, and then gives the authority to the executor to carry that out. 
Uh, back to the question about your home. Is it possible to put a transfer on death? The answer is no. Is it possible to set it up in a slightly different way and have the same effect? The answer is sure. You can set up what's known as a living trust or a revocable trust, uh, one where during your lifetime you are the owner, you are the trustee of your own trust, but at your death the asset, in this case your home, would go directly to the beneficiaries of the trust. Um, it is something that we don't use often, um, but it it is certainly a valuable tool under the right set of circumstances. Uh, and if you consult with a, a trusted estate planning attorney, you may very well find that that answers your, your, your concern about probate. Uh, if you have your IRAs, annuities, pensions, et cetera, uh, set up in such a way that you have all your beneficiaries correct and then set your real estate up in a, a revocable trust, um, you might very well find out that your estate can be settled without going through probate um, pretty simply. There's a cost involved, of course. There's a cost involved with probate. Uh, so it's it's a question of what, what gives you the most um, uh, peace of mind and, uh, and, and, and what, what gets you closer to what you wish to have happen um, either way. Do, when you go through probate, do you, uh, is there typically an attorney involved? Uh, typically, sure, sure. Yeah. Okay. And again, not, that's, not a, that's not necessarily a negative situation. Uh, I would say 80% plus of the executors that we uh, have assisted have never been an executor before. They've never settled an estate before. Um, the the mechanics and the requirements are are brand new to them. So having an attorney, an experienced attorney who has done it dozens or hundreds, potentially thousands of times, is in many cases a tremendous relief and a peace of mind and money well spent. So. Um, while there, yes, there have been horror stories about attorneys doing uh, things that are inappropriate, um, yet th- th- there are horror stories about every profession in that way. The vast majority of the attorneys uh, that are assisting folks in settling the estates are doing it really wonderfully well and very reasonably. Okay, very good. John, I appreciate the call very much. And uh, if we can assist going for- further, just let us know. We'll take our uh, top of the hour break here and Fox Network News and all the good information you need for the weekend. If you have questions for us going forward, 610-720-7900, 610-720-7900. Great piece of music. Uh, Alyssa, A-L-Y-S-S-A at AskMTN.com. We'll take your emails, your calls after this on More Than Money.
Welcome back to More Than Money. You've got Gene Dickinson, your host, your personal mm-hmm. financial advisor. Joining me in the studio, your host, Alyssa Young. Hello. Welcome back. Uh, thanks. Uh, we had in the first hour some good calls, mm-hmm. some good discussion, and a number of housekeeping items that we checklisted. Uh, if you missed the first hour, make sure that you check our podcast that's posted on our website, morethanmoneyonline.com. That'll be Monday right around noon. Uh, John Elliott does his technological uh, wizardry, gets that all squared away for us, and then Megan does her technological wizardry and gets that posted so you have access to that uh, real quickly um, certainly happy new year from all of us at mtm it's our first time back in the studio since um, uh, new year's eve we hope you were safe and happy and uh, uh, looking forward to a new 2023 uh, we certainly hmm, absolutely looking forward to a new 2023 <laughs> Uh, And it's already started. The markets were up dramatically yesterday. They're up year to date for a whopping seven days. (laughs) We'll take it. Uh, Yes. You you can't be up for the year if you don't start early. That's kind of a takeoff. Um, The super tax, super important tax email uh, that went out three weeks ago. If you are a tax client of MTMs, please make sure that you have reviewed that. We already have one individual. He goes to the head of the list, the head of the class. He's now the teacher's favorite, uh, has already gotten everything squared away exactly as asked for in that email. If you have not yet, you don't need to respond immediately, but if you've not yet reviewed that email, make sure you have. If you're not sure that you got it and you should have, make sure that you let us know. And, gosh, we covered a number of other things, including our prayers and uh, best wishes for DeMar Hamlin's recovery, continued recovery, apparently, from the reports we're getting. He has made remarkable recovery. We thank God for that. We thank uh, the EMTs and the folks who work so very hard to save that young man's life. Um, There's lots that is often said about um, critics of athletes. You go, hey, you should have made that play. Hey, you're making millions. You should have caught that pass. You should have this. You should have that. Um, and and one of the responses is often, yeah, you tried doing your job with 75,000 people watching. Mm-hmm. Well, this young man, individual team on the EMT side, saved a young man's life with 75,000 people watching. So we say our, our prayers of thanks for him. Apparently, we do have a Speaker of the House. Apparently, Kevin McCarthy has finally uh, put cobbled together some sort of agreement, and he is uh, the uh, new Speaker of the House. We'll see if that means anything whatsoever or whether it's just more ick coming out of a swamp. Uh, 610-720-7900. Alyssa at ASK at ask (laughs) askmtm.com. He tried to say as he looked down the list, and wanted to remind everyone uh, to uh, to welcome uh, John Weimer to our uh, MTM group, our MTM team. Uh, fine young man. Uh, we've been in conversation for um, a period of time. Um, married to a wonderful young woman and uh, gorgeous kids. Um, certified financial planner. Uh, lots of great experience. Lots of good training. Most importantly, um, fits us in the way he views serving his clients. So uh, if 
you are um, currently connected to John in any way, shape, or form, LinkedIn or Facebook or email or just good friends, make sure that you reach out to him, congratulate him on his new position. And uh, if you want, you can uh, reach out and also congratulate us on mm-hmm. successfully bringing John on board. We're very, very excited for his future and uh, look forward to providing him all the support um, that he needs. Um, uh, yeah, we've we've picked the right spot for him to sit. He's he's going to be immersed mm-hmm. in um, in what we, ref- we we politely refer to as the MTM culture, <laughs> which I'm I'm actually a little afraid. Six one zero seven two zero seventy nine hundred. Here we go. Uh, Gene, I recently viewed one of your uh, PBS shows where you discussed how to handle inheritance tax from a jointly owned one hundred thousand dollar mother daughter CD. Okay. I have two questions. First, I was under the impression that a joint account legally treated each owner as 100% owner, not 50-50, as you indicated. Am I incorrect? Secondly, when the future heir was given joint ownership of the $100,000 CD, wouldn't she owe tax on anything over $15,000, which was the allowed gift exclusion at the time it was given? Mm-hmm. So let's start with the first uh, mother-daughter CD, uh, hundred thousand dollars. This individual was under the impression that each was one hundred percent owner, and not fifty-fifty. Incorrect. It is incorrect for our purposes. Uh, there are those who say if you have a joint account, they are each one hundred percent owner um, for. Um, what mechanical purposes like power for, like it, rights i i it, if i'm a joint owner of a hundred thousand dollar account uh with Alyssa young we are not married we are two separate individuals can i take the entire account out yeah i can can she take the entire account yeah yeah she can it doesn't reflect the ownership rights at retirement if we are joint owners she owns four estate purposes, half of that $50,000, I own 50000 I die, 50000 in my estate. Mm-hmm. So that one's pretty straightforward. Yes. Uh, second one, uh, doesn't the person, in this case the daughter, owe tax on what would be $35,000 because mom effectively made a $50,000 gift? No. There's no. So the the annual gift tax exclusion is what he's referring to, right? But um, you can still give more than your annual exclusion in one year and not owe gift tax because your lifetime exclusion is much higher than that. You just need to file a piece of paper with your tax return to indicate that you gave more than 15000 in one year. But there's still no tax implications. Beautifully said. Just just as simple as that. Um, the concern about gift tax uh, has largely, largely 99% for our clients, 100% <laughs> yeah. uh, been eliminated because, uh, and I want to double check what the new oh, yeah. number is, uh, gift um, 17,000 uh, is oh, the new okay. gift, mm-hmm. for gift one exclusion year. for one year. Um, and it was 16 for a number of years. So this 15,000, he got it off the internet mm. from something that was posted. <laughs> outdated. Years, yeah. Outdated. Um, if you make a gift at, at 17,000 or less, 
nothing. You don't have to do anything. There's no pieces of paper. There's nothing to file. If you go above that, you've got to be a little careful because there is a, a, a lifetime limit of what you can give. So you've got to be a little cautious, walk carefully up to the line because you're only allowed to give during your lifetime over and above the annual about 23 million. It's about 23 million. This woman gave 50 grand. Well, keep track. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's very good. Yeah, keep track. Uh, make sure you keep good records. <laughs> um, uh, the IRS is calling. Uh, you gave 50 grand. I'm a little worried you might owe. I, if you think I'm going to bump up against that 23 mil, you let me know. <laughs> um, bottom line is uh, this individual's understanding from an estate tax purpose and from a gift tax purpose, which, by the way, the IRS considers both one system. It's called the estate and gift t- tax mm. uh, scenario. It is it is uh, one system. Um, I'm glad uh, sent over the email because we need to correct a lot of stuff here yeah. uh, and uh, and be as clear as we possibly can be. Uh, interesting article. Um, th- th- this is the kind of stuff that, in light of uh, Sam Bankman-Fried mm-hmm. and uh, what was the exchange? FTX? Yes. FTX? Um, and it's... And it's crash and burn and the fact that apparently, and, and I'm again, we're getting bits and pieces. Apparently the uh, young lady, girlfriend, the young lady, very nice, girlfriend, the <laughs> young lady that the uh, hedge fund in charge of the hedge girlfriend, uh-huh. that 28 years old, which makes sense because Bankman was 30 and he knew everything there wasn't to know in the world. So might as well bring in somebody super smart because a woman at 28 is way smarter than a guy. At 30. So she was in charge of the billion dollar hedge fund, has turned um, uh, state's evidence, apparently the corporate attorney state's evidence, and the co founder state's evidence. I'm thinking, Sammy, 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 <laughs> I'd start working out if I was you, because he's kind of a roundish boy, more like a Pillsbury Doughboy kind of guy. <laughs> Not thinking prison's going to be really comfortable for him. <laughs> Just saying. Con artist, you kind of kind of. Well, um, Bitcoin has been um, rocked. Cyber um, uh, currencies rocked from this. This uh, category, this this article that I read up, uh, made me go: Is this the next cryptocurrency? Okay. Uh, are you tired of watching your portfolio lose value? Then maybe it's time to invest in a championship boxing belt. <laughs> A vintage comic book or a 40-year-old bottle of Scotch whiskey. Oh, boy. Um, in, 19, in 2021, this publication highlighted the investment phenomenon that allows small investors to invest in high-priced collectibles. Uh, online investment companies acquire rare items and then offer fractional shares. Um, when the collectible is eventually sold at auction or to a private buyer, the investor earns a portion of the profits through their appreciated shares. Uh, betting on these collectibles entails plenty of risk, but it also may be a viable alternative investment for long-term investors. Um, here are some examples of categories uh, where you can acquire fractional shares. Vintage video games. Uh, music, memorabilia, 
original Inagata DeVita, Iron Butterfly, Rare Cars, NFT artwork, which is not the same as e- ETX. FTX. FTX. Right. And NFT. Yeah, not the and same. Non-fungible token. Thank you. Non-fungible. Fun- fungible? Fungible. Okay. Token. Uh, artwork. Uh, and currently, the hottest items for fractional ownership, whiskey and wines, comic books, and sports memorabilia. If you would like to own a fractional share of the 1974 championship belt awarded to Muhammad Ali for his rumble in the jungle win over George Foreman, the recent share price is $13.70. Now, according to uh, Collectible.com, performance since the IPO up 57%. A bottle of 40-year-old single malt scotch. Where is Chad when we need him? Because he's our expert. Uh, recent share price, 9 bucks, up 50%. And Marvel, this is for Greg and Mark, uh, Marvel Comic Books Fantastic Four number 5. We all know that one. Sure. Oh, <laughs> read it many times. Well, it features uh, Dr. Doom's first appearance. Oh, of course. Oh, I knew that. I thought my heart has to be still. <laughs> Uh, recent share price eleven eighty five a share, and it's up forty eight percent since it opened. Wow! Um, I'm not going to be investing in any you don't rare think so? collectibles. No. Okay, so this uh, gentleman who's being quoted here is a partner in an investment firm uh, and the author of a book called "Own a Fraction and Earn a Fortune: Unlock the Unlock the Vault: A Blueprint <laughs> for Building Wealth with Fractional Ownership." Oh my goodness! So at least. Y- he has no conflict of interest. No. He's being even-handed. Right. I'm imagining sitting across from like a prospective new client and they're like, you know, what do you think? They're looking for a second opinion and yeah. they have their statements from their, you know, Fidelity accounts or their IRAs. And they're like, you know, what would you do differently? And like, well, I would really recommend some fractional shares in some Marvel comic Marvel books. Comics. <laughs> and maybe, maybe some old whiskey. Like, what? What? <laughs> Could you imagine if that was our recommendation? We really like to incorporate some diversification into our portfolio. So (laughs) we're going to recommend some fractional shares of collectibles. What are you into? (laughs) My head hurts. It's terrible. Um, There are so many new and exciting ways for people to have their money separated from their wallet. (laughs) Cryptocurrency, uh, NFTs, non-fungible tokens, which is nothing more than a, a, a piece of digital art. Uh, it, you, you don't frame it. It's, it's, it's on your hard drive or you're in the cloud or, or somewhere. Um, there, um, people have done doodles and then sold them for hundreds of thousands of dollars mm-hmm. for a doodle. And, I'm, working, and, I'm working on one. And, and, <laughs> and, and, and that makes sense. Um, fractional shares of comic books, and that makes sense. Uh, the, the list just goes on and on where, where you, you've got to kind of pump the brakes and go, does this make any sense? And the answer is it doesn't. Um, the uh, Sam Bankman-Fried, moron, Sam uh, con artist-Fried, whatever, um, during his brief tenure as a purported billionaire mm-hmm. um, wanted to rename a sports stadium after um, FTX. 
Did I get it right? Mm-hmm. Woo! <laughs> Even blind squirrels. Um, <laughs> FTX. Uh, so, I, and I, it's, I, I've forgotten the stadium. I apologize. My guess is hopefully they've already taken the name off. But he paid $125 million what? so that they would rename the stadium the, the N- NTX. FTX. FTX. I'm sorry? Welsh. <laughs> um, yeah, that nice matchup there. See, that's how you do a mashup. That's you right. take, you take, <laughs> yeah, forever well young done. and in de vida. Well done indeed. Okay, um, collectibles. Uh, my husband left me ten American Eagle twenty twelve gold coins, uh, ten nineteen eighty nine gold coins. 10 1990 sets of gold coins and about 20 Eisenhower dollar silver coins from the mid seventies. Is it a good time to sell? I would appreciate a response in email if possible, rather than on the show, because I might forget to listen. (laughs) (laughs) So we've already reached out to this young person. Um, but, uh, is now a good time to sell, uh, American Eagle gold, Gold coins and silver coins. I, I actually met with someone this week who um, has a lot of coins, and I was going to ask you about what you recommend. How do you handle that? What do you do with them? I do not know. Um, so I'm hoping you So can... you do admit that. That I don't know? Yes. Yeah. So you do admit that. Yeah. Sorry. It <laughs> seemed way more dramatic than, than it really was. Um one of the 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 uh, most amazing uh, realizations uh, I had as a young financial advisor on radio was the uh, absolute ability that I had to say I don't know. Um, it shocked the living bejeebies out of my original show engineer a thousand years ago <laughs> on a, a much smaller station, um, not very far from here where uh, early on somebody asked a question. I went, hmm, that's a great question. You know how I know that's a great question? Because I do not know the answer to that. And I thought he was going to fall right off his chair. <laughs> you're, you're supposed to know all the answers. Seriously? Seriously. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> um, so is it the right time? No one knows. Um, and, and, and we have to start with um, at right time how are you going to measure whether it's the right time or not? Mm -hmm. Do you need the money from these coins? Mm -hmm. And, and if the answer is yes, then yes, it's the right time. I need the money or I can't pay my bills. Sell them. Pretty simple. Yeah. I, I don't need the money. They're kind of, uh, inconvenient. I've got to keep them in a safety deposit box. There's a cost. I'm not, urgently looking to sell, then the answer is it, it's it, an okay time to sell and you've got enough different coins there that you could sell them uh, a little bit now, a little bit in March, a little bit in June, a little bit in September. And over the course of a year or so, you will have divested yourself. And on average, you'll get a pretty decent price. But is it a great price compared to recent history? Not really. Is it going to be a great price compared to two years from now? How the heck would I know? Right. So it, it is really a function of, of what, what, what does this young woman want to have happen in her life? Where do you take them? What do you do with them? Oh, very good question. 
Um, there are tons of companies that do business um, 99.9% on the internet. So you go online, it's a company, you tell them what they ha you have, they offer you preliminarily an offer, you send off your coins, and, and they send you a check. All of that's in theory. Uh, would I be comfortable taking, I, I have no idea what these are worth, let's pick a number, 20,000 bucks, and just boxing them. them up and mailing them off? Not really. No. No, I'm not happy about that at all. I would much rather deal with a local um uh, coin dealer mm -hmm. that has been in business for a very long time. Um, there have been in the Lehigh Valley, there, or at least were in the Lehigh Valley, a couple that had been uh, operating 30, 40 years. So lots of good uh, reputation, lots of good reliability and credibility. Um, and if you're saying, geez, um, I don't find those in the Lehigh Valley, I wouldn't hesitate to go a little further afield. Maybe you go to Philadelphia, maybe you go to Morristown, take a road trip, yeah. that kind of thing. Okay. Uh, I would certainly look at having them appraised by multiple dealers. Mm. Um, I know that one of Gunther's uh, advertisers buys gold. Uh, these coins are probably not the kind of gold that they're interested in buying. And they're buying gold purely, purely for the value of the gold itself. They are jewelers. Mm -hmm. So um, a, a collectible coin has no interest for them. You need to have somebody who's an expert on the coin side. Um, some coins, to be blunt, have no collectible value. Their only value is the the value of the, the metal itself. So in some cases, a, a one ounce gold coin is worth 1800 bucks because that's what gold's going for. Mm -hmm. In other cases, a one-ounce gold coin is worth $18,000 because it's a collectible. And only a coin dealer is really going to know that. Okay. So getting some referrals to a coin dealer, I prefer to do these things in person. Um, many, many years ago, I did some dabbling in coins and uh, was fortunate enough, um, a dealer that has since... Uh, retired, but was was very active and very reputable. Uh, and we had a very good relationship over a long period of time. As as with anything financial, trust is the key. Sure, trust is the key. I think one other thing to point out about whether or not it makes sense to divest your coins is the security concern, right? I mean, if you have and your home, like coins and precious metals and it, it just i i think for especially for older folks um if you can sell that and then put the money in a safe account instead of having it in your house um that that's something gives me peace of mind i would i would say i think you're very wise i think it's a very good point uh several years ago several um 10 perhaps a gentleman uh, uh counseled with me in our office, brought his wife along so that she could hear that he had done a wise thing. And I said, I'll bite. What'd you do? He said, I cashed in all of our bank accounts, all of our IRAs. I took $300,000. I bought gold coins. I brought them home and I put them in our basement because gold is going to go through the roof and stocks are going to be worthless. 
10 years ago. Mm. Stocks are only up about 200% since then. Mm -hmm. So, okay, let's put that aside <laughs> because he, he was not psychic. I am not psychic. No. So we put that aside. And I turned to his wife and I said, um, you need to get out of the house. Why? He's going to get you killed. $300,000 worth of gold coins is about a shoebox. Somebody could come in, kill you, walk out with a shoebox. Nobody, no, no neighbor's going to go, hey, they're moving. They're robbing those people because <laughs> they loaded up their TV. No, he's got a box in his hand. It's probably the UPS guy. And this guy got angry. Mm. Nobody knows. You're a moron. You just told me. <laughs> you, and, you th and you've been listening to my show. You know I'm trustworthy, but do you have any kids? Yeah. Do they know? Sure. So then your son's going to be in a bar someplace. He's going to have too much to drink and tell his own buddy. And his own buddy's a great guy until his own buddy figures out right up the street there's 300 grand mm -hmm. for the taking. Mm -hmm. Yeah, please don't do that. Dangerous. Please don't do that. Did we scare her enough, do you think? <laughs> if if you have concerns, please reach out. We'll help guide you as best we can. 610-720-7900. Alyssa at askmtm.com. Morethanmoneyonline.com. We'll take your calls, your emails after this on More Than Money. Welcome back to a show where I have no idea what that music is. Mm. What, who is I, it? I, I don't know who. Oh, Foo Fighters. Okay. I, oh, I, I'm familiar Foo with Fighters. It. Oh, I thought he said Food Fighters because that's what we did in high school. In the cafeteria. Totally different, though. Yeah, totally different. Ah, good piece of music. Uh, very uplifting. 610-720-7900. Let's go to the phones. We talked to Dick. Dick, Good morning. Good morning, Gene. I appreciate the service your uh, broadcast is to the community. You're very welcome, sir. How may we help you? I received a check this week. A company it has a, a statement that says as follows. The enclosed check represents your share of a fair fund distribution arising from a settlement between reached with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission regarding certain, etc. My question is, this involves an IRA account, and the letter comes down from my custodian. Yep. I, I'm old enough now that I am taking 
require distributions. So my first question is, does this become part of a required distribution? Uh, it could. Uh, in order to um, keep things clean so that the IRS is not um, inadvertently causing you a problem, um, uh, just out of cross wires, so to speak, um, the check that was written, was it written to you or was it written to the custodian for your benefit? The check is written to me and it's dated December 30th, 2022. Yeah, I if if I were you, I would deposit the check. Uh, the result of this settlement is settlements are not normally considered distributions. This is not a withdrawal on your part from your IRA from an investment account or an investment action. Uh, it, it's a legal action. So when your 2023 uh, uh, RMD calculation is made, uh, I'm assuming the custodian will ignore this check for the purpose of your RMD and the check that you have in hand, I'm assuming because it's the result of this legal settlement will also not be taxable to you. So I think cash it, spend it, but I don't think it connects to your RMD at all. Okay. I appreciate that information. One further question. What does it do to my state income tax? Yeah, it shouldn't do anything. The proceeds from this legal action should be uh, non-taxable on both the federal and the state. Okay. I thank you very much, and have a great new year. Oh, thank you, sir. God bless you. Fantastic. Excellent. Yeah, and um, we didn't ask how much the check was, but these checks are usually like $11. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, just... Over 780 years, we've had hundreds of clients who have been affected by these kinds of uh, legal actions. Um, some, this one, taken by the SEC. Some are taken by uh, class action lawsuits. Doesn't, doesn't matter much who kind of initiates the whole thing. Um, but they come in two forms traditionally. One that is pretty straightforward. They, you get a letter, dear Alyssa, you've had this investment. There's been a problem. We're filing a suit. If there is a settlement, you'll be alerted. Mm-hmm. And you go, okay, mm-hmm. next. Or they come into the flavor of, um, we have deep concerns about this uh, organization and we think that there's going to be a settlement. Please fill out the next 30 pages of documents. Oh. And, and the vast majority of people go, I, do I have to? Do I have to? And the answer is, well, do you need the $11? <laughs> because in almost every case, it's $11, it's $17, it's $9. Mm-hmm. So for the four hours you're going to spend, do you need the 11 bucks? Now, is it possible that it ends up being $1,000? Sure. Because mm-hmm. you don't know. Right. But in 780 years, I think the largest we've ever seen was about 40 bucks. Mm-hmm. Is it worth getting your knickers in a twist? Knickers in a twist? Look at you using a tried and true classic. <laughs> 610-720-7900. We go to the phones. We talk to Stephen. Stephen, good morning. Oh. Oh, that's so sad. Stephen. Oh, dude. Stephen hung up on us. Oh, well. Sorry. Uh, I'm okay with that. 
Maybe he didn't like the knickers and the twist. (laughs) Is it everything I said? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Actually, sadly, that's generally the case. Mm. People hang up because it's everything I said. (laughs) Um, Have you bumped into any situations yet where clients are talking about either borrowing money from parents or parents lending money to kids? Mm -hmm. Parents lending money to kids. Yeah. Uh, It's a very interesting scenario. Financial Journal recently um, put out uh, the, uh, what, at least opportunity uh, that um, it's a a Mm. win-win. The IRS requires when you lend money for it to be valid, Mm -hmm. that it be a reasonable rate of interest. And according to this article, which is just a week or so old, a uh, reasonable rate of interest is right around 4%, okay. 3.9 to sure. 4.1. Um, current 30-year mortgage rates are 7. Six. Oh, is it really 7? Okay. Wow. We'll use 6.5 as a nice yeah. uh, meeting in the middle. 6.5 versus 4, 2.5 points on, say, hundred grand. That's 2500 bucks in savings a year. And mom and dad, if they're lending the money, get a pretty reasonably guaranteed 4% return. Mm-hmm. If that fits their financial picture, if that fits for their financial goals, kind of why not? Right. Why yeah. not? You save a lot of hassle with the bank. Uh, mom and dad are making a reasonable rate of return that fits their financial goals. The kids are saving over 2000 bucks a year just on a hundred grand, which if you're borrowing a hundred grand to buy your house, where are you buying a house? <laughs> I want to yeah. find out about yeah. that. It makes sense as long as you do form, you do have to formalize it to protect each other. Absolutely. Anytime that you are lending money, particularly, um, particularly with family, people go family and friends. Particularly with family, friends are usually better, <laughs> uh, but particularly with uh, family, um, make sure the word formalize is a very good word. Uh, it indicates that we're 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 doing this. Uh, like adults, yeah. Let's, let's let's agree. Not all willy nilly. <laughs> no, it's, you know, you send me a check when you can. What? Yeah. No. Okay. Um, every fifteenth of every month, uh, direct deposit into my bank account with interest. That's Don't right. give me any crap. <laughs> oh, by the way, it's filed at the courthouse. Really important stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, very well done. Six one zero seven two zero seventy nine hundred. We go to the phones. We talk to Stephen. Stephen, good morning. Good morning, Gene. Good morning, Alyssa. Good morning. Congrats, Alyssa. Thank you. Um, I have a question about what you're allowed to deduct as far as the difference between when you buy your house and you sell your house, and what improvements you make to it. Okay. Um, I recently uh, put a new roof on. And what I'm wondering is, um, A, how much of that can I deduct and how long does that last, you know, from what I paid to what I sell it for? And the other question is, uh, my house has an attached garage, so they did the roof not only for the living space but the garage, and I'm not sure if that's the same qualification Mm. other than, I mean, I have to park my car somewhere, (laughs) so... I was just wondering if you could uh, maybe give me some advice. 
Yeah, when you talk tax deductible, are you talking about on your 1040, or are you talking about when you sell your home? Oh, no, I mean when I sell my home. Yeah, it's pretty straightforward. Uh, Uncle Sam says, the IRS says, uh, that a capital improvement, uh, money that you have spent that improves the value of your home, uh, when you add a new roof to your home, uh, the value goes up approximately the value of um, the investment that you're making in the new roof. Um, that will be deductible against the gain um, when you uh, when you sell the home uh, at, at some point in the future. Um, maintenance items are not deductible. So, uh, for example, you install uh, an HVAC system. That is a capital improvement. Your home is worth more money. If you are uh, doing uh, the routine uh, servicing, it is not deductible when you sell the home. Filters, not deductible when you sell the home, etc. So uh, a new roof, uh, and certainly on the attached um, garage, that would be on the same deed that's considered part of your residence, uh, would be a capital improvement. It would be a perfect example of an item that will be deductible when you sell the home. Um, it becomes a little less urgent when we have such a large um, uh, what, uh, gap between what is uh, taxable uh, and what is forgiven, so to speak, on the sale of a residence. Uh, with most folks, um, the profit of $250,000 of profit being tax-free um, and for married couples, $500,000 of profit mm-hmm. typically means that most folks don't even have to worry about all that stuff. Um, but the folks who do, uh, hey, I've been in my house 30 years, 40 years. Yes, keeping those records is extremely important and may end up saving tens of thousands of dollars when you finally do leave your home. Okay, so then the improvement is on the property, not necessarily just the living space? Oh, without a doubt. Mm-hmm. So, for example, if you put in a new septic system, that is a capital improvement. It's not in your house. It's on your property. Uh, you may do paving. That's a capital improvement. Not your house, but it is your residence. It is your property. So, yes, it's on the property, not not the building itself. Okay, so before I let you go, and thank you, God bless you for helping me, um, so that would include, like, uh, a, a new shed because all my property? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yay. <laughs> Happy freaking New Year. <laughs> no, and, and Alyssa, congrats. And, and Gene, thank you so much. God bless. I, appreciate, I listen to your show as often as I can, and uh, I, I just I appreciate your advice <laughs> so much, most of the time from answering other people's questions, but... You just made my day. So thank you. Fantastic. Thank you, thank you so much. Happy, happy New Year. Happy New Year. God bless. <laughs> ah, Bye-bye. On occasion, we make people happy. That's right. I like when we can say, I have good news for you. <laughs> people happy. We did that hmm, twice last year. Twice? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, the key um, for a lot of folks is because the amount of profit is so large, that's not taxable, uh, it, it really doesn't become much of an issue. Right. Um, but if you're in your home any length of time at all, it's very wise to hang on to those receipts because it's very easy to go, let's see, I put a new roof on. Is that deductible on my 2022 return? No. So you throw it away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bad idea. Mm-hmm. And 
uh, second bad idea that's very common and very inadvertent. Um, Stephen, we'll use him as an example, buys a new shed, puts on a new roof, and paves his driveway, goes to his tax preparer, and, and he or she says, none of those are deductible. They're all in his file, but they weren't deductible. So he puts that in, in his file cabinet, and four years later, having heard Gene on air say, you can get rid of all your stuff that's older than three years. Save all that space in your cabinet and, and, and shred it. If he doesn't go through and know that he should pull those out, yeah, yeah, they're all gone. Right. I keep a folder that's specifically home improvement receipts. So when we added our deck, I have the invoice from the contractor in that folder. When we put our new water treatment system in, I have the invoice for that in our folder. Um, the stamped concrete patio, you know, so I don't necessarily have a, a list, but everything I need is in that folder. Um, and so I, that's my system for keeping those records. And like I, you said, I doubt I'll ever need to actually calculate what the capital improvements were on top of what we paid for the house. But if I do, they're there. And it's also good for even not, not necessarily just for your, your capital gains tax calculation, but if you do sell your home and you want to be able to document the improvements you've made from uh, marketing your house standpoint, like, you know, what, when did you put the new roof on? How old is the furnace, et cetera? You can just go back through your file and, make a little summary and people will see the investments that you've made in the house and you know that it helps you justify what you're asking for. So if I'm hearing you correctly, and of course I am. Of course. The headsets are excellent. Um, you're spending a little extra time um, kind of going old school, uh, grabbing a manila file folder, mm -hmm. putting stuff in it, making a couple notes and not relying on your memory <laughs> to serve um, for something that may need to be recalled 11 years from That's now. That's right. So, okay. I, I've got the reason I have phrased it that way. Is I have an interesting comment here uh, from something that uh, in a, in a, in a pretty realistic way, I think connects okay. a young lady writes, my kids are just starting their careers. They all have good jobs. They're earning good money. I asked them if they had budgets, and they've all said, kind of. She has it in quotes. <laughs> uh, my best friend's daughter just bought her first house, really seems to have a handle on her money. She told her mom she's been using cash stuffing to manage her money. I've never heard of such a thing. What is it, and can it help my kids? Cash stuffing? Cash stuffing. I don't know what that means. Um, neither did I. <laughs> and... I am, um, well, as, uh, as uh, many of you are aware, I am the senior member at MTM Financial and not reluctant to say that in just a couple months, I'll be 69 years old. Mm -hmm. So when we start talking about technology, I will r readily volunteer. I am the least capable. Um, typically, I volunteer that, and then I follow up quickly by demonstrating that I know a lot more than they think they know. <laughs> and so I, we're doing just fine. Thank you very much. Plus, I have a great team. Anyway, so I'm going cash stuffing. Never heard of the damn thing. Well, this is embarrassing. And she's got kids, and I got kids, and we want them to do well. Hmm. 
So we already talked about the fact that you use a very sophisticated system called a manila file folder. Yeah. <laughs> and and you put actual like receipts in there yep. and make a note or two. If uh, my mom were still with us, God rest her soul. Uh, if she were still with us 90 this year, she'd be 98. Hmm. Um, and to be, to be blunt, she is still with us. Hmm. And right now she's smiling because she already knows the answer to this. And um, uh, if you live long enough, everything old becomes new again with a different name. Uh, when my mom was um, um, a young mom. I think I know what it is. <laughs> and uh, managing uh, uh, modest resources. My dad worked very, very hard. He was a carpenter. Modest resources, raising six kids. Are you kidding me? God rest her soul. God rest her soul, indeed. <laughs> God bless her. Um, she used a set of envelopes. And when she would cash dad's paycheck, a certain envelope contained the mortgage. Mm-hmm. A certain envelope contained real estate taxes and insurance and the food budget. And they budgeted pretty close to the dollar, pretty close to the dollar, even would budget my dad's allowance, which way back when five bucks a week or whatever it was that he would just have some dollars in his pocket. Um, so that, uh, when you got to, the last envelope, if you still had money in your hand, this is a really good week. Hmm. And if you were short, you knew you had to tighten your belt. And you didn't have to um, wonder, hey, I guess we're on track. How many folks have you talked to say, what's your budget? And they go, uh, I have no idea. Yeah, we have no idea. Yeah. No. Um, so cash stuffing is nothing more than the old envelope system okay. of what's your budget, what should you be spending, what can you spend, and separating in cash in the envelope. Been around forever. Works beautifully, by the way. Works. If, if you work that system, you will never be in financial trouble. Hmm. If you work that system. Now, um, there's a couple wrinkles Sure. Right now, would would somebody take their um, $1,400 paycheck and cash it no. and drag it home? Nor would they deliver cash to pay their make their mortgage payment or their rent payment. Uh, almost. Like, <laughs> or pay their electric bill. No, so of course not. <laughs> right. So of course not. Um, now, uh, if you are struggling from a budget standpoint, should you do exactly that? Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. If you're going, I, look, I, I get further and further behind. I make good money, but I'm, apparently I'm making poor choices. I'm not, I'm not in control. I don't have a good system, Chad. I don't have a good process, Chad. I don't have that overarching uh, um, uh, set of, uh, um, of tracks to, to run on, Chad, so that, so that it happens automatically to my benefit. I don't have that. Well, start with tried and true. The old fashioned. Call it cash stuffing, if you wish. <laughs> call it the envelope. Call it whatever you wish. Now, for some folks who are saying, Gene, this is crazy. Uh, I, every two weeks, I'm getting 2200 bucks. I don't want to be walking around with 2200 in cash. I don't want people knowing I've got that kind of money in my house. This is crazy. Got it. There are apps 
that will help you do this. Uh, there are uh, spreadsheets. You can set up your own, gosh, an Excel spreadsheet in what, half an hour? Mm-hmm. And and what do we spend? And what do, and here's my money. And here's what's in the bank. And how much do I allocate to that? And what do we have left over? We want to go to Beer Fest today over in Bethlehem and spend a couple hundred bucks. We We have $31 left over. So when you get to the bar tab that says $30, if you're going to leave a tip, be nice. Gets to $25, we're done. And it gives you tremendous control over your um, financial life. So cash stuffing. I was a little disappointed. They they didn't even mention turkeys. Never even mentioned. (laughs) It's ridiculous. Uh, We just have a few minutes left in this edition of More Than Money. I want to thank everybody who uh, called in. Um, some with very kind words, Stephen, that was very, very kind. Lots of folks, uh, let John know that they appreciate us and, hmm. and our work and that that's, that's very much appreciated. It's gives you a good, good warm feeling and a good reason to get up at O dark 30 on a Saturday. Although if I understand right, since December 20th, the days are getting longer. We're already, I think like 18 or 20 minutes longer now. Then we, it was still very dark. Oh, it was very dark. Yeah, it was very dark. <laughs> I was thinking, when is it going to not be so dark when we wake up? <laughs> uh, it's going to be a while. It's going to be a while. Probably close to June. That's the longest day of the year. So we mm-hmm. want to thank everybody who's been part of the show because you make us the most relevant financial show on radio. And uh, we appreciate you more than you can possibly No, if we can be of assistance to you, if we can be of uh, more detailed assistance to you, that's uh, why we invented the Second Opinion Meeting. All you need to do is ask. You send us an email, alyssa at askmtm.com, gene at askmtm.com, and we can arrange for one of our financial advisors to meet with you. There's absolutely no charge. Uh, We can review your entire financial picture, answer specific questions for you, Uh, Maybe connect you with one of our financial partners who also provide free uh, reviews of your social security, your life insurance, your reverse mortgage, et cetera. Uh, Lots and lots of great information there. All you have to do is ask. Uh, You can certainly send us the email. You can go to our website, morethanmoneyonline.com, morethanmoneyonline.com. And of course, you can always go old school, 610-746-7000. 610-746-7007. And again, uh, we want to welcome John Weimer. And if you get a chance, reach out to him, congratulate him. And we'll give you a, uh, we'll give you a scorecard next week. How did his first week go? <laughs> How did it all unfold? Well, did he come back? <laughs> when they start on Monday, Tuesday morning's always a little bit exciting. Is he coming back? Because we figure if we get him there on Monday, that's on us. If he comes back on Tuesday, that's on him. <laughs> Folks, thanks so very much. We'll see you next week right here on More Than Money.